0: Hello, animation fans, and welcome to another iAnimate podcast. I'm your host, Larry Vasquez, and you're listening to episode 76. Joining me is my friend, my buddy, Rick Arroyo. How you doing, my friend?
1: Very good. How you doing, Larry?
0: Fantastic. We've got another great guest with us. Uh, Victor Chavez will be joining us. He has been in the industry for quite some time and one of our instructors. And so it's always neat to talk with an industry vet as well as one of our instructors. Um, he's worked on Halo 4, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Destiny. And so it's just gonna. I think it'll be a cool podcast to talk with him about his experience working in the games industry.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have fun with this one.
0: For sure. You got any uh, comments?
1: Oh yes, really uh, quickly to everyone who's listening. Uh, if you have questions, topics, or trends you want us to talk about, like really, just hit us up. You know, send an email to to myself to Larry, and we want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your voice. Secondly, uh, you know what we really believe is putting something positive and good for the community. Uh, so please make sure that you tell you know any of your artist friends to listen, and because we also want them you know to listen what we're saying and to tell us what they think. So tell them to subscribe, follow us, and that would be awesome. Let's let's put some really good positive things out there.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, let's pull on Victor right now. Okay. We ready to jump in this, fellas?
1: Yeah, let's have fun, guys. Let's let's do it.
0: Let's do it. It's about animation. We love animation. Our listeners love animation. Um, So, Victor, we really appreciate you jumping in on this podcast. It's a Saturday afternoon, Um, so we know it's taking time for family and things like that, but uh, we really appreciate you jumping in on this podcast with us. Sure. Looking forward to it. Awesome. And we love to get to talk with our instructors, too. That's the nice part about it as well. Not only do we get to talk to people in the industry about where they're at, but also our instructors and that extra tie here. So let's jump into it. How did you get into animation? I was looking at your bio. It didn't seem like it was the the first choice, apparently, and kind of through a roundabout. You got here. It wasn't
2: even my second choice. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I I would love to say that I wanted to be an animator since I was a kid. Okay but I can't say that. Okay. <laughs> um, you didn't
1: know. That's why. That's it. It's just, no, you didn't did, know. Didn't it was, know. Just, it was a late know. bloom thing, you know? Yeah. It was, uh, God, how far back do we go? Uh, Don't date yourself, man. That's, that's, just yeah, a, yeah. that's <laughs> asking for trouble. I'm just, so I'm just I was,
2: sharing with the wise, you know? I was working as a lead systems engineer at Microsoft. Okay. From 2000 to 2009, uh, managing a team of engineers and database administrators that managed thousands of servers across multiple data centers and 24/7 support kind of thing and in 2009 Microsoft had a big layoff uh they laid off 5000 people that year 3000 on one day wow um and my team was hit like half of my team the other half was moved to a different manager and then they laid me off instead and w- with them and then uh so after nine years, there, I took my severance pay and went, all right, I panicked for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I can uh, imagine, yeah. <laughs> talked to as many people as I could at Microsoft to see about what else I could get into. And and then uh, decided, you know what, this, this could be a good opportunity. And I started college as an art major. Um, I almost went to CalArts, but at, uh, it was just too much money at the time. And I was putting mm. myself through school and, and uh, so... I wanted to get back into doing something creative again, something artistic, but something with computers because I'd really gotten into computers over like the last twenty years before that. Right. And then a friend of mine who actually um, went to school for animation, he recommended computer animation, and I was like, I had never even thought about that. Hmm. Right. And I started looking at student reels and and stuff, and that's when I went this could be actually a lot of fun because I always thought about the idea of acting too. Okay. And you know, I didn't, I hate the idea of like memorizing lines and getting in front, up in front of people, but I can, I can move things uh, and do it. So I ended up enrolling in school and uh, a month later I was knee deep and learning Maya and animations and did that for a year and a half straight. Luckily, so you were dedicated. It was like, yeah. it was on,
1: like you were learning online, right? Yeah, you didn't go. Ba- was, did, you, did you go back to a brick and mortar, or did you learn no, it was all, online? That's amazing. It's all from home. I didn't.
2: Luckily, the severance pay from nine years at Microsoft helped. Um, my wife was super supportive. Nice. Um, and helped out. And I just pretty much did animation for eighteen months straight. Killer. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Can I ask why you went into? And this is kind of a cool part too, because that's kind of why I like getting people's background. I can see where that technical aspect of the uh, systems engineer that you're a part of would help now, particularly being in games because there's that technical and artistic, but right. what made you, you mentioned earlier, you may you know, possibly looking at Cal arts, but it was too expensive. And then you went this route. What made you go the more technical route instead of the continuing the artistic one?
2: Oh, early on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I did a couple of years of like studio art classes, uh, you know, painting, printmaking, photography, all kinds of art just for like two years straight. Um, I was, I was, my, my goal was to be a starving artist in some big city somewhere. Okay. (laughs) Uh, but then the school I went to didn't really have a good in-depth art program. I started getting into like commercial arts and graphic design, Mm -hmm. but I was, but the work I was doing at the time was computer drafting at a civil engineering firm. Okay. So that was my first career. Okay. Was doing drafting and that got me into computers and technical side of things. And then, then I moved on to be like in a web a web developer and stuff during the transition to, between the uh, computer drafting and Microsoft was doing like web development and getting my Microsoft certification. And uh, and then I ended up at Microsoft. So I did like lots of computer stuff.
0: In between. Okay, time. so that kind of yeah. just where you were kind of laid out yeah. in the the progress of life. Yeah. So this yeah. the severance or the uh, layoff actually kind of had to make you – make a decision. Like yeah. Where yeah. Go yeah. 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 Reevaluate, like. Gotcha.
2: And I was, I was 41 at the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I see, it's, I it's love this part to too. Me.
0: Yeah. I yeah. love this part too, because that's the other part about our industry too. Age is not an issue as far as me able to move a mouse around and no, no. learn and uh, punch keys. You know, you look at other yeah. professions where if you kind of get in late, it's very difficult. It could be more time, um, on the body or something like that, you know, yeah.
2: the um, NFL is out. Yes, I that's right. The NFL. <laughs> the
1: NFL is out, but it's so true. Cause uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm often on Twitter late at night and one in the morning or something like that. And some questions comes up. It's like, is it too late to start, oh, you know, yeah. animation? And the fact that your story is that uh, you, took the step forward to to get into animation you, you made a you know a big step you were brave you believed in yourself and you knew like if you wanted something you had to go for it and the fact mm-hmm. that you had support of, of yep, your, your, your loved one yep. your wife that too i mean you know say high five uh, give her a high five yes us, yes you know, okay. that, that is amazing but yep. the fact that you did not let that stop you says something that yeah. you know so that's a, that's amazing that's a great that's this
2: thanks Yeah. Every, every once in a while I see something either on like a Reddit thread on about Maya and someone asking, Hey, I'm thinking about learning Maya and maybe getting into animation, but I'm going to school for this. And I feel like maybe I'm too old for it. And, you know, I'm already 23. So I'm thinking like, (laughs) I've I've made my decisions and I got to stick to it. And I'm like, what? So I ended up like replying back to him and going, forget about how old you are. This is like the rest of your life that you're planning spend your waking hours pretty much doing this right. eight to 10 hours a day why would you stop and settle at 23 right right mm. and I, I usually tell them my story and they just go wow yeah i didn't even think about that cool and then they usually get other people replying and
1: So I want to ask a quick questions. I'm, I'm just going to break the rules that, that you have said, but you know, I'm having too much fun. It's 2020. We need to ask some real questions, right? right. Did you, did you find like, uh, or did you find that your age gave you an advantage or was it like limiting you or like, how, like, how did you feel for if anyone that's, you know, a little bit older, older, or it's like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, what, what's what is your mindset what was going through your mind like it's like shit um, oh, pardon my french i'm not supposed to beat that out right i <laughs> gotta edit now rick thanks no. <laughs> yeah yeah i don't like, think it ever happened, really yeah.
2: i don't think it really ever came up it was definitely noticeable i mean when i was taking my online class it would have webcams for everybody and and uh i was definitely the oldest yeah you didn't um, die the once, hair or anything you know? every once in a while <laughs> back then i didn't have any gray like, this yeah, was see, all just man, no one knows, no one knew. <laughs> um, and it never really came up. It helped that I had the computer background when mm-hmm. people ran into issues like installing or Maya or questions about little technical things that I had just figured out. Um, that helped, but the age thing I don't think was ever an issue.
0: Can you produce it? That's what you're looking for. Can you,
2: yeah, learn? Can you grow? Yeah, yeah, and I think the you know twenty, twenty-five years of of well, okay, of work <laughs> history right before that, I had already taught myself like web development. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of computer programs that I had learned over the years and getting to Microsoft and all the stuff that I did there. And so picking up Maya and doing something new was just easy. Well, yeah, right? yeah. It's just but um, so I had an advantage, I think with that, but I think that's more about experience, not necessarily age. Gotcha. Um,
0: that's so, a great question yeah. though. The, the, your ability to learn though, that's, it kind of boils down to that. And,
2: yeah. Yeah. And that and, only comes with experience. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. And therefore age. Well,
1: I still think that you had like, um, that you really wanted, you really wanted to succeed. And yeah. that you really, like the fact you said you went 18 months straight, Yeah, like you were focused. Yeah. And that's kind of what I did when I, you know, uh, I won't date myself, but <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. It's okay. But I think I'm I, older than you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, but yeah, like dedicating yourself and not looking for the quick, you know, the quick win thing. Ah, oh, if I just do this and that's it, I'm going, you know, like that right, right. you really were focused and you, you, dedicating. you enable yourself to succeed and. I think that is also something that says uh, a lot, and why you're even here as one of our instructors. Yeah, you know? yeah,
2: cool. yeah. Great point. Yeah, um, so, it was funny when I first got into school. They were, uh, it was our, it was actually a, a week behind or a uh, past the sign-up time. So mm-hmm. it was already like they were done with sign-ups. Yeah. So I sent them an email trying to get in. So go, hey, I'm trying to get into this next term that starts like in two weeks or no, three weeks. Yeah. Um, they said, well, it's already past time and it shows here on your application that you've never used Maya before. So you should really take this like springboard class to learn Maya and then get into the animation courses. And I was like, no, 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 no. I, I'm on a schedule, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am unemployed. I want to be out in 18 months. I don't have time to learn Maya. I, I got a few weeks before class, I could learn it. And they said, okay, well, cool. Um, download the trial of Maya animate a bouncing ball and send it to us by tomorrow at noon. And if you can do that, then we'll let you into the first class. Never even used Maya before. (laughs) So I did a really, really bad bouncing ball. I like looking up tutorials online and looking through instructions and and stuff to figure out how to get anything to move. Finally got a really poor looking bouncing ball. And I, I spent like an hour trying to figure out how to export it no idea what a play blast was. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I took my webcam and pointed it at the screen and just filmed it and said, here's my bouncing ball. And I sent it to them and they let me in. You're very cool. The first class. Right it there. It's really funny. Resourceful. That's a gold <laughs> nugget for the yeah. audience. That is a lesson
1: right there. If you want something, you go for it. You, you don't give up. You don't yeah. give up and, and you problem solve. And if you have to, you take a webcam and you yeah. film it. <laughs>
2: And I was no, like, I don't awesome. know how. I looked up like export, and I, you know, because I was looking up the wrong words to try. to Yeah, the, was, out the how wrong how terminology. A, yeah. Yeah, because I didn't know at the time, so it was really
0: funny. That's killer. That's killer. I love it. I love it. So, what was one of your first gigs out of um,
2: school? Uh, first one was working at three four three on Halo Four. Okay, that's a phenomenal now, gig. That's pretty. Yeah, was, yeah pretty, big pretty
0: big deal coming out yeah. of your. How did you get that one going?
2: Um, it was really interesting. I had applied. And I think most students do this and looking back, it was crazy, but I would still say do it anyway. I was applying to DreamWorks, Pixar, um, you know, ILM, I mean, all the big studios, probably, I think I'd listed off like 30 or 40 studios that I actually applied to never heard anything back from most of them. Um, And the training that I went through was for film. So everything I tried at first was film. Mm. And then I started going, all right, well, maybe, you know, cinematics in video games would be a good option for that. That's pretty close to film, I thought at the time. So uh, I finally got hit up by a contracting agency who said that they were trying to fill a spot at 343 for a cinematic animation position. And they brought me in for an interview. And by the end of the interview, they said, well, you know, I think we need more experience person in this role, but it was great meeting you. Um, By the way, we might have an opening on our gameplay team. Do you want me to go check to see if the lead is available to talk to you? And I was like, sure. Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's talk. So we went and found him and luckily he was available. So he came in. We just like chatted. He looked at my reel and we talked about my past experience and uh, what my favorite movies were. You know, just real light, just trying to get you to know you kind of questions. And he was like, yeah, let's let's have you do a test. I'll have you do a test. Very cool. So he had me do like a, a walk cycle, a death, and then just some other animation of my choice. So I did it over the next few weeks. And it took like three months before I actually heard anything back. And luckily they were like, yeah, we're a little bit early before we were actually going to hire someone. So yeah, let's, let's give you a shot. <laughs> nice. Nice. like, you know, cause if they were like a little bit more rushed and, um, they, I don't even think they had the job posted yet. Mm. Now, just the timing worked out.
0: You were looking at film. Did you have any reservations from going into games or was it just, Hey, look, this is a cool opportunity. I've, you know, I'm switching um, careers period. This is a great opportunity to jump into this. How, how did you look at it?
2: I looked at it as a learning experience and something super exciting because I was a big Halo fan at okay. the time. Um, and I was like, holy cow, I get to work on Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> I <was laughs> um, like... And I thought, hey, animation is animation. Right, you know, and I'll right. do this for a while. It was a one-year contract. And then you know we'll see what happens. Get, get me some experience. Right? Um, turned out I really liked it. Mm. Um, you know, Being able to do something real quick like that, get it in the game, play it, and actually like experience what you did and it's your animation yeah like yeah passively pat watch it um it was actually a lot of fun i really liked the team um it was it was a new experience and and i've kind of been digging gameplay ever since very cool
0: now were you already up in that area with microsoft yeah okay so that was
2: because they were in 343 it was in kirkland at the time hmm. and i was living over on the seattle side north north seattle side green lake area if you know the area at all no yeah. sorry no. <laughs> <laughs> i know it's at least in
0: the same state you don't have to you know travel up from you know east coast to there or from california up right, there right. so yeah, yeah. there's no there's no traveling nice okay yeah. very cool yeah and what do
1: you think like really what do you think made them like so you, you know what do you think made them like you and then what do you think in the your animation tests made them say let's give victor a chance i think that is important i, think, I don't what do think. you think just your with your opinion Anything. I would love to ask them that. Um, well, let's assume. Like, what was it? Would you think it was personality? And, I, and I'm going to lead up to something with this. But what do you think it was? Like,
2: huh. um, well, that's right. The tough question. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Uh, I and a lot of this is just guessing. I guess. I mean, maybe yeah. it was just. I'm trying to put myself in their shoes. Someone that I was likable and wanted wanted to work with me, kind of thing. And um. Maybe they liked that I said Empire Strikes Back was the better movie of the three of the time or something. I don't know. Um, oh, you just alienated maybe, part of our, our audience. Yeah. There, that was really
0: a debate. Yeah. <laughs> and when it's like t-
1: turning up the volume. It's like, yeah, hey, 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 I got yeah. something to say. No. Like, no. But I think that's really important. Like uh, something I've been uh, explaining, um, you know, at the studio, you know, when I like to hire for my team is I'm looking obviously... For the ideal talent, right, their ideal skills, but I'm also looking right. for the right person, the right personality, and someone that is, you know, if if you know if they're new and and um, they're just starting up in the industry, like yourself, is like, what are they willing to do, and how how committed are they in in you know doing doing great work? Because ultimately that that will feed into the, to the project and that will feed into the team. And it's really important. So personality is, is very important, but also mm-hmm. to show that you're not just thinking about yourself and, and your career, but you you have a better, uh, maybe you don't notice it, but you have a bigger picture of the impact that you have. And I think maybe that was what it was. Right. It Like you were there, you are open to meeting for gameplay, right? You're a cinematic. like, Hey, you're interested for gameplay. And you're like, you know, yes, He's open. I love that. Right, right. Like, right. let's say, what do you, you know, talk, learn about you. Hey, he's, you know, he's a, he's a great fella. You know, he's, he's open. He's fun. Okay. Let's do an animation test. And you said, yes. And you did the test and, you, you know, you, you put your heart into it. And you're like, hey, I'm going to make the best, you know, the best situation out of this. That to me is someone that I love having in my team. Right. Yeah. But you can't let them know. <laughs> so anyone's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like everyone's like applying and sending me their work it's like hey you know and you you heard part of the trick but but it's important to know that you put your your best you out there Mm.
2: yeah and and they knew they were impressed by the career change um and i think that may have had an impact too like huh you know this guy you know considering his background is getting into something completely different maybe uh maybe that had something to do with it yeah yeah and then like yeah, I mentioned I,
0: earlier, technical background too. So you're talking about having a, you know, Rick and I have talked with, uh, about the games industry where you're not just a animator, you're a, what, yeah. Rick? A game game developer. developer. All right. <laughs> yeah, game developer. Absolutely. You know, and that's that technical aspect of it as well. And so, yeah, coming from your background, I'm sure that was uh, a value added there too. Yeah. 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 Totally. So you said you were there for a contract for a year was it yeah. finished up there after that year or was it renewed? Um, or I,
2: you... I started looking um, a few months before the end of the contract because I knew that unless they had an open full-time position that it was going to end. Mm-hmm. And at the time they were like, no, we don't have a full-time open position. So I started looking and just based off of my experience getting into that studio, I realized this is going to take a while going mm-hmm. from job to job. It's not a fast process. Um. I mean, like when I did the test, they were like, how long? I was like, how long do I have? And they're like, oh, you know, a couple of weeks. And I got it done like in four days and sent it to them. And because I was doing nothing else. I'm just like, I need a job. Mm -hmm. I'm ready. Uh, And it still sat for, you know, a month before I heard anything. So that's when I was like started looking around. And um, I knew a guy that worked at Bungie. And I hit him up to see about an open position that they had. And he was like, yeah, apply. You know, and I'm like, okay. So uh, I applied and luckily got an interview at Bungie, and uh, another animation test. And uh, (laughs) it's always a test. It's always a test. Everyone knows that. (laughs) And then I did. uh, I got an offer about a month before the end of my contract at three four three. Okay, and that was, but it was for another contract at, at Bungie, and they were also, you know, they're in Bellevue. They're not far from. Where 343 was, so it was kind of convenient.
0: Um, can I ask a question so I, here? So for I bought in my guys. notice
2: to actually close the contract early just so I can go to Bungie. So,
0: what is it in the games industry that would you know you obviously had some work experience you could show them you're real? Why, why the tests? Either one of you guys,
2: uh, I think they want to see not only, yeah, you could do the animations that are on your reel, but they don't know how much work it went into it. And most of the stuff I had at the time was school, which means I had an instructor giving me feedback. on Gotcha. But they want to know, given, you know, this stuff that we want you to do this kind of walk cycle or this kind of death or whatever. Um, and your turnaround time, how fast you do it, you know, with their rigs and they can see, um, what the result is without um, seeing it as like student work, where you know that there's going to be an instructor involved and a lot of feedback. And yeah, stuff. so I don't know. I don't know what you think, Rick. But what yeah, about yeah. Them, like, so, going from 343
0: three to Bungie? Obviously, Bungie would have seen that you had production experience, you know. But I, think, but I think that
1: yeah, helped.
2: I think it the helps. Production but it, doesn't, it, it doesn't,
1: it doesn't, it doesn't. And like when you're, you know, when you have directors or like super seasoned directors, it doesn't matter, right? Just because you have something nice doesn't mean it was purely you, mm-hmm. right? Like Victor said, I want to know how how much uh, the animation was influenced by you know the CG soup or the lead animator gotcha. or the assistant director. That's question number one. Two, how well can you adapt? Like, so we're giving you a new rig to do a test. How right. actually can you adapt? Are you technical? Are you are you adaptive? Are you a problem solver? Right when you. When you go through um, a program, yes, you're going to get you know your reviews. You're going to get your animations. We're going to talk through you. We're even go inside the rig and show you like how to fix it. You're you're learning, but the question is, how much of that learning are you to able to apply when you're on your own? Now you're on your own. Now I want to know exactly where does your skill set stand today? Who are you today? Gotcha. When you were there, that was where you were at. And I, I, I think, I believe I said this on, I posted it on, on Twitter. You are actually, uh, I want to know where your, sk- your skills are at. So in your animation reel, you are not the best shot of your reel, but you're actually the worst shot of your reel. And that to right. me is the baseline of your skill set. This is what I expect to get from you. Your best shot is what I'm hoping to get from you. So I think for me, I know that now like everyone's like, wow, that sounds pretty <laughs> you know, straight on. But that is, that's why we do an animation test when, it, you know, the animator has just started, uh, for me, it's like any, anything under like eight years is, is like I would start like at a, a starting level, right? It, to me, that's, that's how I, when I'm bringing in any kind of artists, animator, you know, lead soup, directors, that is for me, eight years is like a starting point. And that's what I, that's what I look at. If like, how, where are they at? And that's why we do the animation test. Great. Okay.
0: Yeah. That's just, I think it's a great question because then when people are looking to get into the games industry that they're prepared, they know what to expect and why. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm
2: they going. know that when a hiring manager is looking at a reel, they know that that comes with a lot of feedback from other people. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And that tells the student or who, the person applying that this is a good shot. Right. But when you're working on your own shot to give for a test, you're saying, this is what I consider to be good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when they're looking at it, going, "Wow, this is what he thinks is good," then <laughs> that's maybe, maybe he's not as good, right? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Very cool.
0: No, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned your extended to three four three contract for something. Uh, was that what project was that for?
2: Uh, at Bungie. Yes. It was our Destiny, the first Destiny.
0: Okay. All right. Great so you've got to work on to work some on. cool projects here right off the yeah. bat, huh? Yep. I was and looking was, at your reel. There was a lot of cool stuff from Destiny on there.
2: Yeah, and, um, they had a great process for um, doing like renders of all your shots and they had watermarks to add to it. So they, they had a process so, like if you left there with stuff that you want to show on your reel, you like put it all together. They give you a watermark to put on it. You put it into a folder and then once the game releases, they can approve it and put it into an FTP share for you to go download later. And so it was all pretty much just ready for me. Very nice. Um, and it was really easy to, I knew like what shots I did to be able to like grab those shots. Um, yeah. let, let me
1: ask you, let me ask you this side question, right? Okay. So I think, you know, so you had your first year, right? Uh, you know, getting into the animation industry. Uh, I think what we, we often forget to ask, right? Cause you know, you know, some of us have been doing it much, much longer is, What was it like when you did an animation? Like how, what was the process? Like, did you like do the animation, try to polish it and then submit it? Was there a, because what I'm trying to get at is like probably what you have learned over the many, many years is kind of some some of the stuff that you're teaching. But did you just do an animation and say, here, it's final, let's plug it in. Let's put it in in the game or here, it's final. Uh, I want my animation review. What, What was the steps? And how did it different from 343 and Bungie? Tough question.
2: Yeah. And, and it was a long time ago. Uh,
1: <laughs> he's like, he's like, true. Three
2: for three was really good about just like getting it into the game as fast yeah. as you could. Yeah. Right. So, did you just do and, like a blocking? Same, same thing with at Bungie. I, yeah. I felt like I was still, especially looking back now, I was still learning a lot. Yeah. Um, where I was used to trying to get to something close to done mm-hmm. um, before I really showed it. Yeah, and at the time at Bungie, you know Rick Lico, yeah, the yeah I animate yeah, instructor. He Lico, was my I miss your brother. Yeah, he was he was my lead at Bungie. Oh, very cool. Okay, um, he was very specific about about what he <laughs> likes and doesn't like. Um, <laughs> I, I love the I love the choice really... of word. I love the choice. Tr- yeah,
1: specific. he got
2: better. He got better over the over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, but.
1: Expectations um, are high, man. When you're, you, expectations when you're at a big are Yeah, but well, yeah, it's but a challenge. I learned really
2: it. quick that ah, yes. I need to start yes. showing this stuff sooner. Yes. because I would get far enough where he would go, yeah, and they would give me feedback on like core weight movement and like you know, like center of mass kind of movement. Yes, and yes. I go, wow, I didn't even like notice <laughs> that stuff, and I had to like go almost back to the beginning. Yes, day, right, and that's yeah. when I really started to get into all right, I need to start showing my stuff a lot sooner in the process and yeah. not, show and show often, right you know, yeah, yeah, exactly, and, and that's just, why we do
1: reviews every like every week, yeah, you know and yeah. totally. our
2: class, reviews
1: are 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 just as important as the lectures, right? so mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah, so now it's like that's when I learned all right, just get the first blocking pass, get eyes on it if possible, get it in game, see how it feels at least have someone look at it and go, yes, go in the right direction, keep going. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nice and did though. you have
1: it like shared between animators before showing it to your lead? Or was it like, okay, you did it and then you showed it straight to your lead and get- Mostly
2: that? it was just lead. Yeah. Uh, we did a rounds and looked at everyone's stuff once mm-hmm. a week. Yeah. Um, but for each shot, it was mostly the leads.
0: What was the um, difference from working on something like Halo, which was an established franchise to working on destiny, which obviously had high expectations coming from the same studio that, you know, right. kind of launched Halo, but a, di- a unique IP. What was some of the
2: interesting factors um, on that? For me, knowing Halo, I could say this looks like master chief moving. This looks like a grunt moving or an elite. And I, I had that background and experience with the game to know what, what, the style is mm-hmm. um, destiny didn't exist before, so all I had to go off of is what the other animators were doing and what Rick told me right gotcha. I didn't have like a sample yeah. to go look so, at so how
1: did how did you feel that because uh, what what Rick told you like what the your lead would tell you is because you know you don't own the animation how did it feel like you had to address and you know create a style that that was more interested, you know, towards the director. Like when I get feedback, you know, I always remind them, it's like, you know, even though I'm giving feedback, I know the shot, the game, the product, whether, whatever I'm working on, it is for the, you know, it's for, for Ubisoft right now. It's it's for a Ubisoft brand and the mm-hmm. Ubisoft group. I don't own it, but I am thinking in consideration, speaking on the behalf. And I tell that to the teams, like, even though you might think it's great or it's good, it is not, it's not for us, it's for the, it's for, it's for our fans It's and, you know, right. and obviously for, for, for Ubisoft, like, how did you feel about that? Was it something hard for you or, or you just like, I mean, you know, you you came more mature. So maybe it wasn't this
2: is but, my target. Yeah. This is, i yeah. So how yeah, was it? I think, I think that's something I think different. A lot of it was um, because I didn't have a style, an example other than other animations that were being done is a lot of the questions I would get asked by Rick was, you know, how do you feel playing this animation? Like when you're playing it in game, does it feel powerful to you? Does it feel mm-hmm. uh, weighty is strong. Is it something that you get satisfaction, you know, out of playing or is it just going through the motions? Right. Gotcha. And I think a lot of it, and he was the one that taught me, um, you know, get it in game. Let's see how it plays. And he would say, you know, when, and I was like, yeah, but it looks good in Maya. Oh my you God. Know? And he was the one that first told me, yeah, but your players aren't gonna play this in Maya. Right? They're gonna play it you know while doing everything else in the game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very so, funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was really funny.
0: So do you guys have uh what do they call them? you know, you've got a where you can plug it in, the controller and you can test it right there, or do you guys go yeah, different like station? Def a dev kit, there you go. Yeah. So you have those at your desk and you're checking them out there too. Right. Yeah, exactly. All right. So how was that transition from going, to, you go, hey, look, it looks good in Maya, but you know you're playing it here and it's not quite feeling the same way, but you're like, I'm That's working here. That's when you
2: start learning a little bit more about coming from, you know, the film education, getting into the games and you start learning about, okay, these things actually have to like blend <laughs> and like break out at the right time and, you know, have a right kind of responsiveness, but still have some sort of anticipation. mm Right. It's kind of hard when you're going from the film animation of your, like, I want an anticipation on this move. That's 20 frames long. It's like, yeah, that's not going to work in a game. <laughs> right. Cause you need to be able to hit the mm-hmm. button and have stuff happen be responsive.
0: Do you find yourself being really creative then trying to figure out a way to make it still feel like it's the traditional animation that gives that ant- anticipation, it, That but not one, being that, able to do it over 20 frames, you know,
2: that took a while for it to beat into my head. Okay. That I, uh, that I learned a lot there by seeing how it actually plays in game mm-hmm. and that responsiveness when, huh? Yeah. I, I can't have that take that long. Gotcha. Right? And, and also, you know, the great, um, other, the other animators and, you know, and Rick and everyone giving me feedback and showing me how it all works. And, and that's when you start making the transition into being, not just an animator, but a game dev, right? It's when you make that transition to, yeah, but how is this going to work in engine blend with the other, you know, blend spaces and aims and everything else that's happening on the animation. It's not just yours, Mm. right? It's usually many animations playing on top of each other.
0: Right, right. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so now that, what was the um, lifespan of that, that game for you?
2: uh, That was a year as a gameplay Okay. Um, and then that contract ended, and I started looking around a little bit more. And I started talking to a studio that I later went to, but they called me back at Bungie to come back to work on their cinematics team. Okay. For six months.
0: Very cool. Um, was that a difficult transition now having to work in games for two years and <laughs> shaving
2: off frames?
0: Yeah,
2: more anticipation, man. More anticipation. Yeah. They're like, hey, <laughs> we need you to add like finger animations and like details because they, they saw that I was super. Like detailed on the gameplay stuff I was doing. Uh-huh. And they thought, oh, you, you could do cinematics. So they had me do like finger stuff and like cleanup, mocap cleanup. Gotcha. And stuff. Then I also got into doing a lot of, um, they had a different team that did animations that didn't fall into player and they didn't fall into cinematics, but it's more like doors opening, machinery falling, you know, things that Triggered needed events. animation. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was. Non character uh,
0: animation, just. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like little little
2: robots flying around or yeah, stuff like that. So I got into that for a while and that was really cool. because I got to work more with like VFX and design side of things. Okay. Very cool. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And then when that ended, that was like, yeah, six months for that.
0: Okay. So about two and a half years on, in the games part of this year, were you feeling like you were getting your feet settled there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, it was starting to, yeah. It was okay. starting to go. Okay, I'm I'm digging this. I, c- I can do this. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Felt like yeah. that was the path. Now I'm. I'm and I think
1: that's when in. that's. Uh, when did we meet? Didn't we meet uh, during the during your time at Bunch? Because I remember, I remember. Um, I think this is when I, uh, I was I was talking uh, a lot with with Lico, and I think your name did come up. So, uh-huh. I think like uh, maybe maybe I wasn't supposed to say that, but you know, it's okay. Um, <laughs> you're a great guy, man. But uh, we have yeah, like, I think yeah. it was
2: 2015 that we yeah, met. Yeah, okay. I would have been at Bungie. Yeah. 2013, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. almost
1: 2014.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, because okay. then after that, I spent six months at um, Crystal, no, Sledgehammer yeah. Working on Call of Duty, and then yes. six months at Crystal Dynamics on Rise of the Tomb Raider. Like, what a great like l- look at these titles! I know. Man. Yeah. Like,
0: now Dave Hubert uh, was leading the team on that Rise of the Tomb
2: Raider, right? No, I, I think, think he was there at the time. Okay. Oh wait, he no. Well, I no, was.
1: He was. He was. in
2: he uh, Canada, right? Yeah, he's yeah.
1: in He was at uh, Montreal studio taking care yeah. of uh, of uh, the cinematics. Okay. Maybe that yeah. was what it was. Okay. Yeah. So right. maybe when you
2: were there doing the gameplay that the cinematics perhaps didn't start yeah i remember yeah. hearing of that studio and seeing the yeah. results but i didn't interact with them at all okay mm-hmm. yeah. but another
0: cool franchise i mean this is <laughs> iconic in uh, the yeah. games you know industry so um any unique perspective on working on that game and it was a very different uh vibe for it too yeah
2: for the,
0: uh, rise of the tomb raider
2: that was cool because I didn't do gameplay so much. They had this one team called, uh, what was it? SRL, the SRL team. It's the smart resourceful Lara. Okay. Yeah. For Laura Croft. And it was all those little scenes that they weren't cinematics, but they were non-player controlled scenes is when you walk down a corridor and Lara steps on a trigger that triggers a trap, Right. Mm -hmm. You take away the player control while this thing is dropping from the, from the ceiling and it, and it goes into slow-mo and the player reacts and you have to like shoot. And then she does this like, Oh, I got to be careful going forward, you know? Mm -hmm. And that those little moments where it's where she's being smart and resourceful, um, that the player doesn't have control but it's not a cinematic right okay. yeah, it's little, a scripted event moments. like
1: a yeah it's like a scripted sort event of, that yeah. gives you just a, a little bit like something happens she falls and gives you a little moment of control yeah right? it's, there's it's, a, it's a, a yeah. part
2: that i did where you're swimming underground um like this under tomb area walkways above you and you're in the water and you're controlling her going through but then it cuts to the other side as she's going underneath something and holding it and then she looks up and the camera moves up to a guy that's screaming at her and like ready to shoot her and then she goes underwater and she swims and all that time you're not really in control but those are the parts that i did
1: very cool did all
2: it right. feel yeah, like it were fun. you trying
1: to trick the player that they were in control or it was like do you think you were able to trick them or no i don't knew?
2: think we were trying to make them feel like they had control it mm-hmm. was just like just many things short cinematics between yeah. gameplay that kind of yeah. helped you transition from one spot of the game to the next. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was that uh, what studio was that one? Crystal Dynamics.
0: Okay, that's right. Yeah. So now were you there for? It
2: was a six month contract. Um, they, were, uh, they were talking about extending it and then I got a full time offer from Red 5 Studios. Okay. Um, yeah, before Crystal was Sledgehammer on Call of Duty on their multiplayer team. So you've got to work on
0: multiple first-person shooters, uh, third-person?
2: Third-person with a Tomb Raider. Uh-huh. Um, all the animations I did for Destiny were third-person or full-body player animations, not first-person view model animations, if that gotcha. makes sense.
0: Is there any... Yeah. Um, challenges with working in first person just out of curiosity or is it you find it easier because you're limited in in that but are you still trying to make it feel like
2: it's a little limiting but it's also super um it has to be really really good the quality bar is higher okay because because the player is going to see so much of that okay and uh and it has to be you know, that's the part of the of the system that if, if a player is going to get motion sick, it's going to be the, the first person animations that's going to do it, right? So, and, and every little thing, like reloading a weapon, if there's a weird pop or some weird spacing issue, it's going to show up every single time they do that. And it's not going to get hidden in a run cycle while you're doing something else and VFX exploding and other things going on. It's going to be on front of your screen, you know, that whole time. Um, <laughs> No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I did. I did a couple of weapons on Call of Duty, and one on a few on Halo. Um, Tomb Raider was all wasn't didn't have a view model like that. Now, so yeah. where are you at right now, if you don't know mind asking? Right now, I'm at Amazon Game Studios.
0: Okay. Anything you could yeah. talk about that you're working on, or well, I they've they-
2: talked. They've released a lot of information about it, and it's been in, in alpha for a while, and people have played it. It's currently still under an NDA. Okay. Um, But they have released trailers. It's called New World. It's like a MMORPG kind of game.
0: Very cool. Um, Working on a new IP again. (laughs) Any new challenges with this one? Is it on uh, PC or is it going to be next gen? Uh, PC.
2: Okay. Uh, They run on the Lumberyard Engine.
0: I've heard of Uh, it. Yeah, it's their own game development,
2: right? Amazon bought CryEngine. Like oh, okay. four or five years ago, and uh, and then the studio that I work at, that is now you know Amazon Games, used to be Double Helix.
1: Oh yes, yes, Double Helix, yes. And
2: when Amazon that. bought them, you know, got everyone as part of the deal. I started there a year after they bought it. Um, been there for four years now.
0: Okay, very started cool. there
2: as a contract too. So, <laughs> so Red it- Five, yeah, Red Five was the first like full time employee. Position that I had. Nice. My fifth studio in my f- five years, first full time gig. Okay. But that lasted 11 months because then they went under. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I
1: think, you know, something quick, if uh, Larry, you don't mind. Yeah, go just, for again, it. just, you know, jamming. Um, Something I think it's really interesting is that you did a lot of contract work, right? And I Mm -hmm. think there's a huge advantage of that because you weren't comfortable and it made you always stay on top of your game. But like, I didn't want to give the answer or my answer, but like, what do you think was like the advantage of doing so many contract works? Like, what was in your mind- when you say, okay, I have six months, like, am I there just to work? Or did you have like a goal in mind or something
2: in mind? Mostly there to get the stuff done that needed to get done.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: but at the same time, always in the back of your head going, is this something I could put in my reel? Right. That constant kind of keeping your feelers out, looking to see what other jobs are open, seeing what other people are out there looking, um, It was weird when I finally got into Amazon and I was there for like two years before I stopped looking for other jobs. Mm. Um, But yeah, you're right. And when you're in that kind of short term, you're only there for like three months on a six-month contract and you start looking for your next gig. (laughs) Yeah. Because that's how long it takes. Yeah, so did you have a
1: habit example? Like I'm trying, now I'm recalling, like I'm trying to recall back when I started. It's like I would do my animation, but... Like I would do my animation, you know exactly what was asked for. I tried to do my best. But at the same right. time, I like I have not only I want to do my best to show, you know, I'm doing a good, um, I'm a good animator, and that they're happy. But I'm also like I want great stuff on my reel, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. So that really, I actually would work even more, and I was even even hungrier to learn. And and I mean that's where that's why I'm here today because I was like so hungry, and I always like. Um, doesn't matter what challenges in front of me, I will solve it. Right? Someone's like, ah, oh, it can't be done. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa let me try. You know, it's so like <laughs> right. I had that. Even today, it's that is why you know I get to do what I get to do is like challenges is is something it's it's a, it's like a goal. Like how can you how can you do something great from this situation? Like, mm, right. like is that? Did you feel like you had that too or? I did spend some extra
2: time polishing stuff that I really Mm -hmm. was like, this is the kind of shot that I want on my reel. It's not just like a a 15 frame transition or something, but something that was a little bit longer and felt good. I was like, I'm Mm going to polish this just a little bit more than I need to. Yes. Just because it's the kind of thing I want to put on my reel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I still do that today, even today, as like there's some things I'm working on. Like I show how it comes from an idea, like, you know, this is a piece of I can't show the paper I have here, but just, <laughs> <laughs> I almost like, look, you know, <laughs> and then you had to put a big central ship, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know but, but like from start to finish, even today, been doing this for a long time. I have like zero white piece of paper to the idea, to the creative briefs, to, to the reference, to the prototyping, to, you know, when I'm on set and final results, you can see the evolution of my work, but I collect it. And I'm always thinking like, What would be great to have on my reel, just to show? I mean, now you know I'm fortunate to have you know a good uh, reputation and and the skills, but I still think about that, you know. And do you think you still think about that even today, or it's like you know what? Hey, not
2: as much as I used to. Going contract to contract, I did a lot. Yeah. Um, but like I said, you know, it took a couple of years to stop looking for a job and actually like settle down and just go. All right, I'm going to be here for a while. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I I still. Think about, would this be the kind of thing I'm going to put on my reel? Yeah. That's not, I don't think that ever goes away. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like even you, like you said, like you don't really even need to worry about that anymore, but you still think about it. Yeah. I I love, I
1: love collecting. I have a hard drive right there, like full of cool stuff that I've been working on, you know, I'm like, I just want to share it. Every now and then I'm like, "Eh, don't, don't tweet it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I have a bunch of old stuff that I've never put on a reel, but I still have Mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. because Yeah. Yeah. It's just stuff that I like to look back on.
0: Anything you guys are doing unique with this new world um, in the development that you've not had Allowed to do before? To talk about <laughs> right, <after now>. right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking that you haven't had to do before on some of these other projects because we're hitting it, you know, new stages and such.
2: Um. Yeah, we
0: don't want to get you in trouble, so yeah, that you can talk about. Yeah, it.
2: there's the I'm trying to think if there's anything that falls into that and or can I talk about it? Um. A lot of it I think has to do with just learning how it works with lumber yard okay it's a, it's a it's a different engine you know um, I have yet to work at a studio after six studios that actually works on Unreal, which is kind of weird okay <laughs> that is if you can believe that every single studio I've worked at has been a some proprietary okay.
0: game engine, which again kind of um, goes back to just like I said even your background of. Having to figure stuff out, being technical on that end, you know, yeah. um, and and even if someone doesn't have a technical background, just the ability to to learn and and be
2: yeah, just yeah, pick up something new and yeah, just learn learn how to Google, you know, yeah, <laughs> just search for other stuff. Uh, pe- people have learned this before and have probably written something about it. Right. Right. So
0: yeah. Um. Now, so you said that you've been there for four or five years. Four years. Yeah. Four years you're one of our instructors. This is, I think your second term here. Yep. What are you enjoying now about teaching and and taking it from a student to professional and now as an instructor?
2: Um, the thing that I loved about the, uh, my first term is like, you know, we get the high level here's, here's kind of a a rough outline of a curriculum, right? But we're not going to tell you what to do for every lecture. Mm. Right. Um, trying to like come up with my plans and like, what I want to show, what am I going to talk about? What video examples am I going to show? What do I want to animate for an example? You know, that I think is something that they would also want to learn. Right. And like, all right, so if I'm going to teach someone about poses, what makes a strong pose? Hmm, what makes a strong pose? I need to go figure out myself. Like, what (laughs) is it? How do you, like, I know by looking, but how do you explain that? Right, right. Right, or how do you explain what, you know, the process of doing a run cycle or a death or or hit reaction or, or something. So it's a lot of like making sure I understand it enough to be able to teach it, Mm. which was a, which was a pretty good experience. It was, it was, I actually learned a lot going through the process myself. Very cool. And it made me look at my own animations and go, huh, is that pose as strong as it could be? Or is that pushed as much, as much as it could be nice. You know, what would I do if this was one of the students, you know, what would I say? Yeah. What you know, I like about that a is that look, yeah. that's
0: what I was saying. Yeah. That what I like about that is that, um, even at your stage, you're going, how can I make this better? You know, it's never that point of, oh, I, it's, it's good enough or I've arrived. It's even looking at our own stuff and just constantly trying to push ourselves as artists and to make things look better.
2: Or even how do I make this better? But how would I explain this to someone else mm. to make it better? Mm. Right? It's that getting it out of your own head and getting it down like, kind of like on paper kind of thing of how do I get this across in a way that makes sense to the student so yeah. that they can actually improve?
1: Because yeah. right? that is key, right? So when uh, a student you know, starts his professional career, the communication is for, for you know, any, uh, any director when I'm like, training directors, I say like, communication is key efficiency on how you communicate is also key and that's something that you know at iemade is like we always talk about it's like we want to give the, the the student the best you know the best review the best experience and one is teaching them one how to receive critique and one is learning how to give that student the type of critique that will help them grow and the fact that you know when uh, before bringing Victor on uh, on board we had many talks and we went through the program and and that is something that is important that I animate is that it's not just like hey you know uh, you need to fix this and that's it. It's like how can you explain it to someone but make sure it resonates where it they comprehend and they know how to right. to, to fix it and how to learn from it. It's like, okay, I learned that like okay my, like your your weight is not there because. You know the the spacing of your cog or you know the right. controller that's going to drop. It, it goes down too fast and it stops. It just needs to you know it needs to ease in a little bit more, but have a little bounce at the end. Right. So if you if you like, how do you communicate that? Because it's easy for you know when we're looking at something, it's like ah, it doesn't work. I would fix it in you know nanoseconds. Right. Yeah. You just like you know click 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 click. And you're like yeah see fix like i love to go on a <laughs> yeah that's how sometimes i love to do at do stuff i will like walk the floor i'll see with the animator. It's like hey you know i try to explain it i'm like here let me show you like if I, like exactly how i animate i'll say here let me show you let me drive i'm going to book end here key key i'm going to book end here key key delete few keys i'm gonna time scale this put it here now you're gonna look at the i i tell them how to read curves so was Mm -hmm, like read the curve man you can read the curve you can read the curve you can you can read the matrix (laughs) (laughs) and then I'll, i'll i'll then i'll fix it and then while i'm fixing it i explain this is how the 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 weight of the character would be in in this project maybe it would be like rainbow six or other things that we're we're working on but that came from you know being a habit of you know directing and and you know doing critiques and reviews but also a lot of it came from teaching at ianimate and going through work not just my own but other animators work and right. and like explaining to them how do you make a shot better and why right. why yeah. does it make it better not like this is how you do it but why does it make it better and how can you never forget this and that you can bring this into you know be industry ready so
2: yeah it's the how part that's interesting because like you can say need to like push this pose more or make it feel heavier. But from the student side, they're like, okay, but what does that even mean? How do I do that? Right. That's when you have to go, yeah, let me show you the curves, see how the curves moving. You know, this is why if you move this here, offset this here or whatever, this is how it totally changes things. Mm. Um, And there's that, that showing them what you're saying rather than just saying it. Because even the leads I've had in the past would give me feedback on a shot and say, Oh, you need to push that pose more. And I'm like, which one? How much? I don't know what you're talking about.
1: What frame? Uh, can you tell me the frame? Please? Yeah, what,
0: like, what, yeah. frame
2: what frame you want? Yeah. Um,
0: and but, you're teaching him which workshop for games?
2: Uh, workshop one.
0: Okay. So that's great. So you're getting them right off the bat. Yeah, we yeah. obviously have a games workshop intro uh, or zero um, that kind of is getting them involved, but you're hitting the mm-hmm. ground floor on that. Right. So now how, is there anything that you've noticed um, consistently with people coming into games workshop one that they're, really um
1: what have you noticed yeah
0: yeah <laughs> kind of consistently I, do? <laughs> I mean i know from yeah. person to person there's going to be different levels but consistently
2: um what have you noticed like things that students struggle with yeah um i i try to push for right now at this stage you know at workshop one like here's the reference make sure you you have the reference and a solid reference and if I'm looking at your animation, I'm looking at the reference, and the main poses don't match, and I go, okay, I, you know, they go on well, trying to go for a different style, and I go, cool, but at least the poses should be, the timing should match like what you're trying to do, and maybe if you want to push a pose, that's cool, but you got to have that core movement correct. Working, yeah, right. I yeah, see a lot of people, right? Yeah, I see a lot of people go from locking where they have like say on a run cycle where they have that passing pose high pose contact pose low pose push off pose right and they go through the whole thing and if you go just like frame to frame it, it looks good but when they make that next step to the next one they start working on the feet and then they start working on the arms you know like why is my head moving all over the place and it's going back and forth too much and i go yeah you got to look at the core right that that hip movement in the middle that's mm. kind of like moving everything else. Mm. Yeah. Right. And they kind of skip over that working from the inside out. Okay. Where they tried to start polishing too soon. Mm. Right. Instead of yeah. working on, on like on, on the core poses and the core movement and the weight. Because, you know, and I, I was, I mean, just today's review that I had, you know, it, it's a lot of, you know, the core needs to be fixed. So I fix it, but then the knees are popping and the feet aren't right because that needed to be done first. Mm
0: right now, how do that's a, okay, here's my next question then how do, what's your workflow do you is that how you work? you're hitting that the center cog here where you're getting the hips and you're getting that motion working well um, are you looking yeah, at it I more usually
2: a- I usually do like a straight ahead pose to pose animation style okay um, where I try to hit and I won't do just some it depends on how complicated the animation is. I always try to get a reference right like either from online or myself shooting. Um, my own reference. I mean, like this tripod back here is okay, like yeah. always there, <laughs> right there. Yeah, like yeah. Here. <laughs> and I, I even told the students that if you don't have a tripod, get a tripod. You will use it for the next twenty years. Yeah, right? that one is twenty-five years old. Nice. Um, but I will move, work usually post to post, straight ahead. And if it's a super complicated animation, I could I could even do it like on twos or on threes and try to get every contact or weight shift or low. And I look at the cog and look for like the details. where it drops and where yeah. it goes up and where something starts to turn. And I try to grab each of those poses as I go. Mm. So it may take longer to go through the entire thing, but once it's done, you can play it and it is pretty much, you know, almost done. Gotcha. Um, and then I'll go in and what, and then I look through the curves and, and, uh, and try to get things to work smoothly. And I work from the inside out. Same thing I tell my students. I work on that center of mass kind of movement, and then worry about what the arms are doing later, and then what the feet are doing later.
0: Nice. Yeah. And that, I mean that, that just works. That's a great workflow. I was uh, had a shot here recently, and I was working on it, and I just was struggling with it. My brother's like, "Hey, look, just." Get, get the hips and the everything else kind of working there, the body, then you can work on the head after and, you know, but get that working right. first. And then once you get that, the movement on that, then you can, the hands start coming into play and, you know, uh, right. but you got to get that, that foundation working right. Otherwise you're animating arms and head, you know, that's not going to work yet.
2: Yeah. I see a lot of instructors that actually do layered approach. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it's awesome. It works for them. I can't do that. Like you see them like yeah. character in a T pose, right? Yeah. And they're like running, and they work on the hip, you know, doing the motion of the hip, right, right. right. You know, doing this (laughs) with the the run, and then they go, okay, when we do the legs, and they get the legs working in, doing this with the run, and I'm like, I can't do that. I got to do the entire thing.
0: I got to see something more in there, yeah, for sure. Yeah,
2: you know, that's funny
1: because I mean, you know, I I don't know. I to me, everything the way we animate, and that's something very important. uh, And I always say, like, to the students, like you're going to learn how your instructor animates okay. there's different ways to animate yeah, this is not like i encur- way. Yeah, yeah i i want you to take every skill set and when you you know take every learning and put it in your pocket right mm-hmm straight ahead uh, animate on twos animate on threes animate on layers animated on just like you know i'm gonna do um just my z from here from frame zero to frame whatever you know example 30 if it's a run cycle move it from here i know my distance because the designer said that's the distance we need to do in that time right or maybe it's on 24 frames but you you adjust it and then i'm like great now i do my up and downs everyone has a way to animate and i animate actually all every different way depending on well i don't animate as much as i used to but i would animate every single way depending on the shot right and even on how I feel and whatever you know music I'm listening to that day you know? <laughs> so sometimes I'm like something a little chill so I'm like you know what? I'm just gonna just go you know, translation first, little rotation, okay. <laughs> <You know>? But <laughs> yeah, the fact that, that you said like, this is how I animate. Twos and right. threes, very very uh, close to film, you know. Films, you know, you animate on twos, threes, right. or ones, two and threes, sometimes fours, rarely. Uh, cinematics, you know, a lot of animators would animate on fives. this key every five pose, every five frames and then kind of figure things out. But right. it's great that you said, hey, this is how I animate. Right, right. And then we want you to learn how he animates. And when you go to the next instructor, Maybe the animates similar, or you might like, wow, there's a, a whole or different totally way. different. Yeah. Yes. And and you can look at them like, wow, this is great. And this is great. How did they get there? Yeah.
2: You know? Or how much of this can I use and how much of this can I use right. to create yes. my own work? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and even you how you like, use like, reference.
1: Even yeah. how, the way to use reference. Like I have a very, very, you know, precise way. I want to say precise I have many ways of using reference, but just how you use reference is to me, it makes a difference. And I know how to adapt to to each uh each uh you know realization director or animator mm. when they use reference so i was like how do you use it okay okay then i'll explain what i want or what what is needed or what's not working accordingly to their style how so i work. think that's great yeah very
0: yeah. cool and like you said earlier too from shot to shot that may change a little bit depending yeah, on totally how changes. chaotic the shot is or you know a little more subdued that
2: yeah, there are some shots it. that i've i've done that i I had, I didn't shoot the reference, but I knew the overall motion that I was gonna have, like it's just from my head. So I would do like an anticipation pose. And I want this pose cause it's gonna be held just for a few frames. I want this pose to be awesome. So I just work on that pose. And then I know the impact pose, what it's gonna be like. So I'm gonna work on that pose. Mm. And just have like those two.
1: And then right? so and I know work
2: between them. And I'll, yeah. then I'll figure out this other stuff <laughs> out later. Nice. But I know that I want this to be strong and this to be strong and I go, cool. Now I gotta figure out how I'm gonna get from here to here. And that's when I go shoot reference and I start experimenting with different moves and maybe something needs to shift, but I kind of have an idea of what direction it wants to go or at least what I want to hit, mm-hmm. like those main silhouettes, those strong poses, Right. get the reference done. And then I can like move stuff around to get it to, to flow. Right. Very nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah ever, it totally depends on the shot. Yeah.
1: Question. Like compared to when you were starting anime, uh, animation, like do you ever just start off like, I'll just, I'll just animate
2: I'll just see where this goes.
1: Yeah. Do you, do you do
2: that now? Oh yeah. Do yeah. That? yeah.
1: <laughs> more confidence though. Right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm just going to go here. And then I go, Hmm, what would he do after this? And then I'll do this and I'll change it and move around and then maybe cut it all up. I don't know. Um, yeah, I still do that.
0: So. <laughs> but you don't like that with more confidence though, you know, you're yeah. going to figure it out. Uh,
2: Yeah. And I I know, you know, you don't start kind of blocking stuff out and then you don't like, don't start offsetting keys and like putting extra keys here and there. You got to keep it simple, like even the beginning, even if you're doing like making it up as you go kind of thing. As long as it's simple enough that you can easily go to that pose where everything is keyed and change it, and you know, and you're not trying to figure out what's happening and like fight against the curves and, you know, that's when it starts to get a little confusing and then you start fighting your own creativity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah.
0: Is there anything that's exciting you about the games industry presently? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no.
2: uh, okay, so we're going to cut this one here. Let's so go to the next question one. here. Yeah, <laughs> gotta, uh, I can't believe I still do this. Yeah. Uh, I think the way... Uh, The way engines are—I mean, it used to be like you would go, "Yeah, this this animation blends to this animation, right?" And you set that all up, and you say, "Okay, blend over three frames, or four frames, or six frames, or whatever." And then you just see what it looks like, and that's what you go with. The way that like AI has progressed, and like Mm -hmm. um, motion matching, and the way you could just like throw information at an engine is let it figure it out. You just kind of give it a direction. You give it all the data, and it you know, kind of figures out how to get it all to blend together. That stuff is amazing to me. Uh,
0: very cool. I know Rick's that's mentioned amazing, that before. Amazing. So yeah, I'm oh, man. yeah. The
1: the fact that, you know, yes. I mean, when you when you see it right now, many times we look at it, it's like, oh that's amazing. I'm like, amazing. Imagine what you can do. Like <laughs> yeah. that like that's where I'm like Yes, it's amazing. Who cares? But now, watch what we can do. Yeah, but what can like, we do yeah. with
2: that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, You want me to tell you? Oh my goodness. F- yeah. F- oh, I really <laughs> want to say so much. Like,
2: yeah. I think I, F- I, I don't, actually so watched sad. another podcast, a previous one that you guys did, where oh, you did the same thing. You're like, I so want to talk <laughs> about it. Oh I my can't. God! Like uh,
1: the like, you can alter performance.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you can. You can craft. You yeah, like to totally be able to craft the experience, experience. Yes, from yes, from it. the from the <laughs> hey. gameplay side, like from the engine. Yes. Without even messing with the animations. Like, you can craft an experience from the game side side
1: that can influence the 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 story of the character. Just think about that. You should ask another question before I would start saying like, all these
0: things? You know? but, I, I knew I was opening a Pandora's box with that question. God. Like but you
2: can do so much. Let's hang out later and talk.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's like, like you, you know. Okay, example, right? Layered animation. Yeah. Uh, twenty twenty something years ago, when like you know when uh, when it was like Ailey's wavefront and and stuff like that, when like barely any layered animation there, Max. Um, 3d uh 3DR max, 3d r 3D max whatever you whatever you yeah 3d yeah. studio max but yeah. it wasn't even called 3d studio max it was oh like right 3D right max like when layer was approached like you can just alter an animation and just fix it then we took layer and say hey we can we can blend through the layers of animation and then we are like hey we can blend through layers of animation in real time now if you look at that curve of how you can manipulate and control that at a basic, simple level. Now, if you understand that, you can, you can start to comprehend what you can do with AI. Mm.
2: I'll
1: leave it like that. He's like, just like that. Just my, my, <laughs> you know? that's what it, like that. really excites me, you know? And there's yeah, so I much think that's,
2: that's the part of the future that I think is really interesting.
1: That, the future is knocking on the door. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, it's knocking on door. The question is, who's going to do it? All right, Larry, like, I, I, I'm going to stop, man. You, you guys got to <laughs> yeah, so get you there. in trouble, huh? You're going to get me in trouble. It's like, why are you teaching everyone the tricks? <laughs> it's <high laughs> animate baby. That's
0: right. That's right. Yeah, okay. Um, any favorite games that you got to work on or any favorite games you would love to have worked on?
2: <sighs> oh, um, I really enjoyed Destiny. Okay. Tomb Raider halo <laughs> <laughs> new world you're Duty. working on yeah Call of Duty. <laughs> i mean
1: these are like all like mega titles yeah
2: right? <laughs> every, every, everything everything i've worked on um i've enjoyed everything i've worked on that's key. The, uh, the stuff i wish or that i would have liked to work on are things like i mean god of war was just so fun to play you know mm. spider-man mm. um mm. horizon zero dawn mm. You know those those kind of um, experiences. Gotcha. And really, right? It was just it, they just felt so good. You know, throwing that axe and what they went through to get that and got a bore. You know, and when you watch the the talks yeah. about yeah. the what they put into that mm-hmm. to get that to work and the iteration involved. All right, that would have been a a fun experience. Gotcha. Yeah, to go through that.
0: So a, uh, long story short, a fun, um, career transition, huh?
2: Yeah, it's been good so far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Victor, we really appreciate you having me on this podcast. And uh, again, even having you as one of our instructors. Um, sure. I, I know one of the, I think parts that makes iAnimate animate unique is, um, our instructors are handpicked. It's people that we've known and worked with, um, it's not just anybody who's kind of come in and say, hey, you know, I can, I can animate or I could, you know, here's what mm-hmm. I've done. It's um, there's a neat collaboration of our instructors and a uh, tight knit aspect of it. And so it's really neat having you in here and it's an opportunity for us to trust artists like you to teach the next generation. So cool. Killer having you on this thanks. podcast, but again, as an thank instructor you. as well. Oh,
2: Great thank you, man. I'm in, I'm enjoying the yeah, hell out of it.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, thanks very much. And with that, all right. We're out. Alright, yeah,